This is the Media Week Industry Podcast from the people at mediaweek.com.au. Welcome to a new Media Week podcast. I'm at News Corp Australia headquarters today. I'm with the editor-in-chief of news.com.au, Kate DeBrito. Welcome, Kate. Oh, hi, James. Thanks for having me. It's a pretty exciting day in the news business. There's elections just been called. I know. We're very excited. (laughs) (laughs) It's taken a while to get here, but we're finally here. No, I think it's going to be great. Um, Hopefully it's going to be, there's going to be a bit of uh, argy-bargy. We like a feisty election campaign. It'd be sad if we just rolled to a finish. Sure. Um, So, yeah, we hope to see some uh, good numbers and good readers over the next six weeks. So you've got a little uh, election 2019 graphic, which is up on the website. Oh, you've noticed. Did did that debut today? uh, uh, No, it it, it debuted a few days ago, but uh, the editor just sent out a, a reminder to the team. <laughs> Make sure you put the kicker on. Okay, okay. So it's the is the general expectation that traffic will be um, perhaps stronger during the election campaign? Oh, def- definitely. Our readers are, are, are hugely interested in politics. We um, we saw big numbers for the New South Wales election um, and we've got a, done a lot of planning around what we'll do. I probably won't tell you any of that, James. Oh, but come on. No. But, <laughs> but look, it, it's, you know, it's, it's fairly standard in, in some ways. I think people are interested in the politics, but they're also obviously interested in the personalities. And, um, you know, we've seen huge spikes in readership around elections. So definitely I think there'll be a lot of readership around this one in particular. I'm guessing something you won't want to do during the campaign is take any focus off other areas where... Because there'll be some people who won't care too much and they'll be coming to you for all the stuff they normally come to. So you'll be keeping that content up, I'm guessing. Do you mean... Like married will, at first Will sight. we drop reality <laughs> television? No, we won't. No, we won't. And you're right. There's, there's always can be some reader fatigue. But... You, you know, we have that at our fingertips, James. You know, yeah. there's the data. We watch that minute by minute. So if we can see that readers are fatigued, then we, we simply sort of move away from, from certain subjects or certain areas. I think that's been one of our strengths is that we've always let the readers guide us about what they're interested in rather than trying to tell them exactly what they need to know. How much do you let them guide you? A lot. Yeah. A lot. And I think it's a principle that unnerves some people. Um, I think know, it does, oh, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. because they, they seem to say, well, if you let the readers tell you, <laughs> then are you giving them what they need to know? And it's like, well, we've never arrogantly assumed that we know best. We're obviously journalists. We know when a story is a story, but surprisingly, so do the readers. And there can be things that... Um, traditional media or other parts of the media might think are important stories that our readers just aren't interested in. And I think that that's that's a part of digital media that people still haven't quite come to terms with. They want to compare digital media to print. They want to compare it to broadcast. they probably the comparison they don't make often enough is is radio. In some ways, digital media runs, um, you know, much like radio. We come in, there's stories of the day, we follow them up, we find new angles, and we roll things out throughout the day. There's obviously special features, things you've planned, um, stories that you've broken exclusively, but we operate very differently to other newsrooms and um, we have to be guided by what the readers want to read or what they're interested in because otherwise they just don't read. It's a fundamental principle of digital news. Are there many misconceptions about I think there's so many misconceptions, (laughs) so many misconceptions and having worked 
in print for so many years and you know I have a great affection for for print um, you know I started at the Daily Telegraph as a as a copy girl so you know I loved my years in print in this business but I love digital news now and I think it's probably one of the biggest problems for our industry is how few people who are not in the industry understand it it can be really uh, it's a great moment sometimes when I meet other people who work at even rivals some of our biggest rivals they might work at nine or or seven or or the daily mail when you get in a room together or you have a chat together you're surprised that you speak a language that people in other parts of the businesses don't understand right so yeah I I don't think we're trying to keep it secret either but but maybe it's just hard to understand unless you've worked in digital media sure sure there um it's a it's a more competitive space all the time, isn't it? I mean, recently we've seen 7news.com.au launch with with a, a real focus on what they're doing digitally, even more so, I guess, than they when they were sort of in partnership with Yahoo. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that's one of the great things about digital media is that it is competitive. Um, something people don't talk about very often is the fact that digital media is, is supplying jobs for young journalists, they, you know, if we if we cease to exist tomorrow, so would all of the jobs. So, we're a great not just a pathway, but we're a great employer of um, graduates. Um, so there's a lot of opportunities in digital media, and I think that's great. So the fact that it's competitive, and it's increasingly competitive, isn't something we. Um, we dislike. I, I think we love it. We love the fact that it's there's a lot of argy bargy for for you know top position. Um, if it wasn't, it'd be boring. Do do some people still look down their nose a little bit at digital? Do you oh, think? One hundred percent. I think the old days of cinema versus TV and yeah, TV used to be seen as a it, poor cousin. And also, maybe. I, yeah, it's 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 it's. I find that sort of a bit a bit sad too. You know, as I said, I've worked in journalism for a lot of years, and you know, there's always been elements of what people consider a hierarchy. Um, you know, there's been snobbery. There's been all sorts of things um, in the media before. It, it's not new, but I think digital media has really shaken people up in other parts um, of the industry. Obviously, we've, you know, we know that different parts of the media have struggled. Print has obviously um, had its own share of struggles, although, you know, they're doing really well at the moment to sort of maintain their readers. Um, but I guess the issue is that, yeah, they do look down their nose. They, 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 there's a, there's a suggestion that um, that digital media is is a lesser type of journalism, and I think it's a shame that they look at it that way, um, especially when we know that this is what people are reading. So again, it's a kind of arrogant assumption by journalists that they know best, mm. and, I, and I don't always think that's the case. You mentioned before about people reading. Uh, how does your audience and and it's you know, wow! Well, it's the data today shows it's you know, half of Australia yeah. go go there every month. Yeah. Um, what do they read? I mean, how do they read differently, maybe to to others? Well, first of all, you can't just tell them something's. Um, you can't just say something's important and therefore assume they'll read it. You have to find a hook. You have to let them know why something's important, why they need to stop in their scroll down your page to uh, make a decision to, to click on a story. Um, so, I mean, a good headlines have, have always been important. They've always been important in print. They've always been in, important in, in, in television or, or cover lines on magazines. So there's nothing new there. But um, I think people like to see... Um, 
they want to they want to find out something they're missing. So there's always that 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 sense that if they read a story, um, generic headlines I think are the death in digital news, um, how to lose weight in you know 12 days it's like they've read that 5,000 times before so I think there is um, a requirement that you bring them something special and unique and new every single time which I'm sure you can understand James is quite hard because (laughs) there's not always something special and new and unique going on but we try because you uh, do you have specialist almost (laughs) headline writers because it's it's a bit of a craft, isn't it? And I'm oh. thinking, how many stories would you post a day, you oh, reckon? Hundreds. Hundreds. And yeah. you expect each one of them to have a pretty good headline. A hundred percent. And I guess it's one of the things that's, um, you know, that digital journalists have to do. Um, you know, there's a lot of demand. So as part of their training, really. As part of their training or as part of their job. When you walk into digital journalism, you have to not only um, often come up with the idea first, front up to the news desk, have good ideas, go out, research them find them put the journalism in but then you have to build your stories source pictures don't steal them from someone so that we have to pay a <laughs> pay them down there's a lot of demands headlines um obviously social seo all have components as well so there are a lot of demands on reporters that um probably you don't have again in different parts of the industry um they do an amazing job um but yes there are um I, i'd say the sort of our news desk are the people who and probably in the, the same in other digital newsrooms are the specialists the people who can hone and, and craft and and work a bit harder on headlines they sort of understand intuitively what's going to reach out to readers i've got so many things i I want to ask you, we should probably start off with a little bit about your role. Now, Editor-in-Chief. Yes. Just tell us about what's the Editor-in-Chief do? Oh, I'm just the the chief (laughs) annoyer, I guess, the chief annoying person. I mean, look, a fancy role, a fancy-sounding role, but, I mean, I guess I'm just in charge of the overall um, editorial direction and and newsroom at news.com.au. I'm pretty hands-on. You know, I have an amazing editor, um, you know, Lisa Muxworthy, uh, who's been with news.com.au for many years, and, and as I said, we have a great news desk from deputy down to our news editor um, but I, I, look, I, I guess I'm, you know, in charge of strategy and, and where we're going and how we approach things. But editorially, I'm, I'm very hands-on. I sit on the news desk. I sit right next to Lisa and right next to the news editor, and I change headlines. I, <laughs> I badger them. I'm on Twitter. They called me the Twitter reporter the other day because I just sat there all day saying, have we got this? Why aren't we doing this? I I think that that's important. I think if you remove yourself from the day-to-day editorial, um, you lose touch with the readers. And and to to be honest, I probably do it for selfish reasons because it is the absolute most enjoyable, best fun part of the job is the the day-to-day, is the news. Sure. The... How do people come to news? I mean, do they... How important is social still? How important is the homepage? Well, our homepage has always been very important. It's always been the biggest driver of our traffic and still is very important. So a few years ago, there was talk that the homepage is maybe no, on everyone, the way out. Everyone said that. Sideways but, but traffic. They, there's, there's still a, well, at that a t- need and... Well, probably, yeah, five years ago, people were saying that about... A, and But we were bucking that trend and we've continued to buck the trend. Our homepage continues to be an enormous driver of traffic for us. Um, there's no secret in that. But obviously, um, people come from other directions. Social is... Um, 
you know, is less important uh, only because, like most publishers, we've all been affected by Facebook and its changing algorithms. Um, so we're, um, we, we can't rely on that for traffic. There's too many hoops you have to jump through for social traffic these days for that to be your biggest driver. Although I know other, other businesses, obviously, they get more um, traffic from, from social. But uh, obviously search is, is as uh, Google and AMP have been, have been building for, um, for the whole industry. So, yeah, I think that will continue. Um, but I hope that our homepage continues to be a strong driver of traffic. We put a lot of effort into it. So presumably a lot of people use it not dissimilarly to the way they treat a newspaper. They'll go to your homepage and go down picking on the things that that intrigue them and then take them on their journey through the site, I guess. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, there's people who will come um, to read one story a day and they may come through search or social. That's what sort of, um, you know, analytics will tell you. But then, of course, there's people who will come to our homepage 10 and, and 15 times a day and they're loyal repeat visitors who come for their news and especially during big events, they come back over and over again to get the news. Right. Um the changing way or are our, or are our, our patterns changing how people use the, the site and and I'm talking about things like you know, the time of day um, devices well yes um, I, I guess mobile is obviously and you know nothing new in that more yeah. people are on mobile um, so there's a, as well as being a, um, a strong desktop um, uh, spike during the day. There's also stronger mobile spikes at night. And I think, again, that's across the board. People are, you know, never off their phones anymore. So we know that, you know, mobile-focused um, stories uh, need to be, you know, put out at different times of the day. Um, yeah, it, and that, again, that comes down to what we are saying before, is there's no one way of doing things. When you are creating a story, you don't just write a story and be done with it. You're asking yourself, what is our um, social play here? What is is there an SEO um, element to this? What is our homepage, um, you know, treatment? And how will this look on mobile? There's a lot of balls to juggle for every single story. Do you... Would you have... Uh, I don't know because I, I don't think you repost a lot of stuff. Is that right? I mean, and when you say repost, well, sort of do something in the morning, then maybe put it up again later in the day with maybe a different headline. Oh, look, jazz I mean, up the photo. Well, was there too much happening? You just move no, on. There's, no, there's too much happening f- for that, and I think readers also they know if something's something's old. They don't want to read it twice, do they? No, they don't want to. Of course we would repost stories there if a story had moved. We wouldn't create a brand new story in the afternoon, a story that had been created in the morning about a subject um, and then when it, 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 it was simply updated. And of course you update photos and headlines and um, stand firsts and, 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 you know, you your intro pars. But no, we wouldn't just um, pick a story up that had done well in the morning and just you know, add it up at night time in the hope that we would get other people. Good strategy, though, James. Might, <laughs> might give it a try. <laughs> Never know. <laughs> well, people do that a bit on social, I know. They, yes. They'll just re- keep yes. reposting. Yeah, definitely. And, and which, you know, I, I only relatively recently understood, yeah, that can be a good move. But then again, 
people well, get it, people get weary and go. Oh, well, it can, but I think Facebook and... Facebook punishes you for that too. It's just another way that they punish <laughs> punish publishers. Right, you can't get away with anything. Right. The um, where do you stand? What, what, Tell me about video and news.com.au. Again, a few years, everybody was saying, a few years ago, everyone was saying, oh, it's all, future's all about video. video. But it's, a lot of people just seem... Uh, I mean, I, me, for example, I'm just... I watch the odd video, but I really just want information and, yeah. and news. Look, I, mean, I think it, yeah, it, it is one of those things. Obviously, we're, we're a more video-focused society. You just have to look at catch-up mm. TV and the, the, the changes to our mobile habits. We can now watch video anywhere we want without it sort of draining our data. Mm. So we've got options. But does everything have to be in video? No, mm. I would agree. And I think that sometimes you can... Um, there's a lot of... Um, sort of vanity video made and I think there's you know that can be true and I don't mean your podcast at all but it can be (laughs) (laughs) it can be the same with podcasts too there's been some amazing podcasts made but there can also be vanity podcasts and vanity videos made because people say oh we must do this and hopefully we can get an award for it but in the end uh, again it's about your readers and and did they watch it Mm. And, and and I've seen videos where people have put in a, a lot of effort and no one's watched it. And, and I say, what was the point? What was the point? Mm. Um, you know, realistically, we, we do the things we do. We, we write our stories. We make videos because we're trying to communicate news to our readers. And if you're not doing that, if you're not reaching people, then I say you're just trying to serve yourself, not yeah. your readers. Do you? I guess you have a dedicated sort of video studio. We, do we, you? Uh, yeah, we have studio here, and we we have a video team that works um, sort of across the the business, and they're amazing, and they do a lot of things, for everything from you know unique video down to sort of you know cutting up news events from Sky and and um, other sources. Um, so look, there's a lot of video. Don't get me wrong; it, it's a it's a huge. We have a huge emphasis on video. All our stories have video in them, and where we think a story is well served by video we go out and make one you know i think we've done a funny one this week about easter eggs you know <laughs> that's what you do but um but as i said I, I don't i don't believe in just making video for the sake of it i think you have to know why you're doing it and and i also think sometimes people can make a video about something and then double up and tell the whole story in in in, in text as well and that doesn't make sense either so kind of sometimes one or the other what about automated video that just starts firing off well, by itself, whether it's editorial or advertising? What, what are your sort of policies for, for that stuff? I think it's a great thing, James. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know it's something that it annoys readers. Look, you know, it's, you're it's, sitting at your, your um, yeah. at work, you might have 20, 20 windows in your browser mm, that you've managed to accumulate or more. Suddenly some video starts playing, you don't know where it's coming from. Look... You know, I, I, from those sort of product product decisions, uh, I, I tend to be philosophical about them. It's funny, people get annoyed by really small things. Um, you know, sometimes there'll be a small change on our site. It might not have been even intentional. It's just something in the back end. And people here, the reporters will say, why is this happening? And as as users, they're really annoyed by, by things. So I, 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 I'm being flippant because I don't take it lightly, the fact that people do find autoplay really annoying. But... Um, you know, these are commercial decisions yeah. that are, that are made for a reason, and mm. you know, if we, we and I guess it's obviously been researched that it's not that much of a negative that 
Well, it's like an ad. That's annoying too. Well, at the, yeah, at the uh, front of a video. Right, it's yeah. a, but, 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 you know, we, we can't stop putting ads in, in, I know. in front I mean, of videos. I mean, if 9, 7 or 10 started giving well, if, people the option... If 9 said, <laughs> not, well, look, we are, people have told us that the ads before Married at First Sight are annoying, so we're going to get rid of them. Well, I mean, it'd be a great story. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell me about... Now, you sit within News Corporation. Yep. Um all the newspapers, they all have their own digital properties as well. Yes. They seem to run a fair bit of your content. Do you run much of other people's? You know, James, I think there's less and less of our content that they run. You will probably see some. Uh, look, we have a fairly um, good understanding of each other's businesses. They're a subs model. Um, you know, subscriptions um, are, their, are their game when it comes to digital. So we use their free content where they've left something unlocked. We can use it. Yeah. Um, and, and all of our content is obviously available to them to use free. They can't lock our content. So it works along those lines. Some of the metros like our content um, a bit more. They use it you know, to, to just sort of add to the to the mix, but some use it less, and that's their choice. So um, it's a very open partnership in that sense that what's free is free and what's locked is locked. Kate, as we speak today, the Nielsen released the data for, for March um, audiences. You cracked 10 million again. I think it was 10.6. Now, is that your biggest ever? Is that that right? is the biggest ever. 10.6 is our biggest number. So um, I don't, the newsroom doesn't know yet. They oh, don't they? <laughs> we have a stand-up we, we stand every every month. It's a big stand-up. and okay. um, Julian Delaney, who's our boss in charge of DNA uh, as a whole, which is, you know, part of a wider, looks after a number of um, different divisions. It's all the digital assets. It's all the digital much, assets. Yeah. Um, so we'll stand up and we'll talk numbers. Will that whole, be today? That'll sometime? be today. Okay. Yeah. And wow. it's, it's great. It's, it's, you know, it's a great chance for us to sort of see how different parts of the business are doing. And um, obviously, you know, there's good news for us. Um, usually there's good news for a lot of other parts of the business. So, yeah, it's good. Um, we always get together. It's a big team and we always go over the numbers. But, yeah, 10.6 is a, is a massive number. Very pleased about that. And it obviously came off the back of some big news events. It was um, New Zealand. Mm. Um, so, you know... No surprise there, I guess, that um, there have been some rises across the across the news uh, divisions because, um, yeah, I mean, it was obviously a huge news day. It was, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It was an interesting. It was an interesting day to be to be working because, as with any, with any of those big news events, um, people sort of started to move into gear, and there's a bit of a buzz in the office. They thought there'd been some sort of event, really. But I think um, after the, the, we realised how bad it was and after yeah. the video came out, it, the, the quiet that descended on the newsroom was sort of almost a little bit spooky. Um, yeah, I, I find it a bit hard to talk about even to yeah. people, you know, to ask them. How did you deal with it and all exits? It was it was a tough day. It was a very tough day. I think everyone, you know, and certainly, you know, myself included, a lot of people looked at parts of the video, um, and it was it was pretty it was pretty distressing. Um, but I, look, I guess what you know, if you look at it from a news perspective, it is, um, and that's when you sort of said, do people in the industry understand what you do in digital? I don't think they do. I, I, I'd be love 
people from other parts of uh, the media to come in and see what happens in a digital newsroom when a big story breaks because it's it's like a choreographed um, chaos in some ways. Everyone has a role and they know exactly what they need to do. It's 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 amazing to see a digital journalist, um, you know, file their first three pars as editors are standing over them waiting for headlines and. Um, the way that system works together is is is, is incredible, and I'm not suggesting we're the only ones who can do that, uh, but we certainly do it very well. Breaking news has always been, you know, one of our strengths, and it's one of the reasons readers come to the, come to us because they trust our content, but they always know also know that we're going to give them all the angles on the story. The perception would be you just you have a big room with people sitting around writing about other things, yeah, like, but you don't maybe have people out in the field. Well, that's not true. Is that, so is that... Well, it's not true. We actually did have a reporter... Um, so I'm in, talking about everything, I guess, not well, just New Zealand. Well, in New Zealand, we did have someone there, a, a staff member who happened to be on holidays. Okay. Um, so, you know, she did what most journalists would do and dropped her holidays and, and jumped in and, and did some reporting for us. But we're a national national website so you're right we don't have someone based in in wa but it doesn't mean our reporters don't pick up the phone doesn't mean they don't make calls um we have people in melbourne um you know our reporter in melbourne has been covering courts for us this week so we've been on the spot for a lot of those we have people in canberra you know we just put someone on a plane this morning she was in manly but um we said you've got to get to Canberra by 12 to get on the bus. <laughs> it's a little bit of a tight turnaround. It was like the amazing race. So, but she, she got there, I think. I think we're okay. Um, so, no, we absolutely are committed to having our reporters, um, you know, on the spot when things happened, when the, 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 the tradie was killed recently. It was in Sydney. Obviously, we sent someone down there. Um, we're, we're committed to being there where we can. We have people, someone working for us in New York. We have someone working for us in London. When those big events happen, we, we try to be there. But we're a national news site. And sure. we don't, we're not um, staffed, I guess, like a national um, newspaper 20 years ago might have been where you'd have a bureau you know, filled to the brim with, with reporters. So we do what we can, but it certainly doesn't mean that we're not doing original journalism because our reporters make calls and, and get on the front foot where they can. Yeah. Tell me some of, what are the, um, some of the challenges of having an audience this big with the technology? I mean, do you have limits on the number of people that could be on your site at once and you have to be constantly never thought of that in increasing your site. Oh, imagine if we <laughs> we had such a big day that it crashed the site i think i'd enjoy that <laughs> um no we we don't as far as i'm aware uh there's no reason that yeah. you can't have all of australia could be on the site that would be great there's no there's no reason yeah. as far as i know we've never come across any technical issues do you have any issues. sort of records about the number of people who've been on uh, once or anything like that, or, well, or stories about. We ha well, I guess you could. Yeah, some of our biggest days. Our, our biggest day, I think, ever was the Sydney siege. Um, but you know, we've ha we had some we've had some big days since. I mean, Melbourne Cup last year was a was a big day. Um, you know, New Zealand was a big day. Uh, so there are huge numbers. I, I don't have them off the top of my head, but the, you, yeah, you can. The figures can be startling, the number sure. of people, you know, on any one story when they're those 
big stories that people just, you know, they have to stop their day. Is there digital news, a digital news category that um, really does well for you that might surprise people that maybe wouldn't be covered much in, I don't know, by sort of traditional print or, oh. or where you go a lot deeper than anything else? Digital news category. Oh. I guess things like reality TV comes to mind. Well, there you go. But yeah, reality TV. Well, I mean, maybe it is, tech, it, I don't know. It things is interesting. Like tech would do well no, for you I mean, or, I think the tech, we obviously have a, a very bouncy tech section. It does very well. But I. But it's, it was always one of those things where in digital people would go, oh, your readers will love this because it's <laughs> about tech. And we go, oh, okay. <laughs> just because it's online okay. doesn't mean yeah, they're interested yeah. in tech. Like, they're just readers. Um, look, it, it is, it, you know, what you said before, it, it, there are interesting challenges in being a national site. If you're a, if you're a, a local paper in Manly, you cover local issues. Um, if you're the Daily Telegraph, you cover New South Wales issues, issues that are affecting um, people in this state. For us, we kind of um, focus on the issues that affect people, and I guess we have to be quite generalist in that in that way. Um, we're not snobby about what we cover. As I said, if people find it interesting or funny, we've always we've always been front up about the fact we're news in colour. We're very um, sincere and um, dedicated to our to being newsbreakers and to reporting, um, you know, stories accurately and credibly we think we've got the readers trust in that way but we've always said we're the news in color and we'll bring you other stories stories that make you laugh stories that are a bit silly because you know we we should just give up if we're not going to report on some of the funny things in life so yeah I, i guess that's where the reality tv comes in it's so absurd just on its own but the readers they love it and they want to they want to they want to hear James recap. James Weir <laughs> recap what's happened. Sometimes they don't even watch the shows. In fact, a lot of our readers say, "I don't watch Married at First Sight, but I just read James's recaps." Right. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's interesting, isn't it? Um, so coming up, so the the elections, obviously, and the the, the campaign is going to be a big focus for the next what five weeks, I think, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. We've obviously, as I said, we'll have people on the on the buses, but. Um, it's, you know, I, I think it's the way you cover an election um, is what makes the difference. Our readers have always liked the fact that they feel they can get a, a, a straight um, a straight down the line understanding of what's going on in politics by reading what we have to say. So we want to keep bringing them that sort of comprehensive analysis without bombarding them with stuff that doesn't matter. And I think that that's, that's our job is to sort through the things that the politicians perhaps think are important, but we know our readers actually don't care about. Is there a sweet spot in terms of the number of words in a story? No. So people will read long if it's, Absolutely. If it's worthy? Yeah, some, some of our stories, you can look at a story and it's a, it's a small story, it's a picture-driven story. People just want to see the photo, they want to see what the image is and they might only be in there for 30 seconds and then you can have another story that people are on for three minutes. So, um, you know, we've always tried to keep it simple. Um, you know, there's not a lot of bells and whistles. We don't do long forms and, and, and you know, I guess that sort of magazine style um, digital journalism is, is great. You know, if you've got time on the weekend, you can do that. But we want, we want stories that so that's people... That's not for your audience, really? Well... Or not for your... 
it doesn't mean we don't do a long or comprehensive read. As I said, some of our stories, I know because I sub them, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> so what's a long one for you, Guy? <laughs> 3,000 words. So you do 3,000 words, would you? Okay. Uh, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. I might look up halfway through and say, <laughs> why is this story so long? <laughs> no, we obviously, um, you know, stories in digital tend to be shorter than they would, but, but we absolutely run long reads and people enjoy them, but, but I don't think that you can you can get away from the fact that sometimes people just want something short and sweet. But no, we don't write to a specific length. When was the last time you had a byline? Oh, it's been a while. <laughs> I probably should crack in and, and write something. It actually yeah, has it been a while. I did write some stuff during the New Zealand massacre, but okay. I didn't put my byline on it. Right. Not yeah. necessary. No. No, All right, Kate, look, that's great. Um, thanks for a, a peek behind the scenes at um, news.com.au. Now, we should plug, you've got a, a shiny new app. We do, which is, we do. Which has come out. We do. It's, it's, um, um, it's exciting and we've had some good feedback on it. We had um, 23,000 downloads in the first week, which is, which is great. Um, high engagement, people yep. averaging about 12 pages per visit and I think that's the sort of one of the benefits of having an app is that people sort of you know they've got it on their phone they feel it's a bit of a home for them they browse around a bit so yeah we're really excited for us it's just another option for for readers yeah fantastic all righty thank you um have a good election campaign and um thanks James enjoy breaking the news to the team later about the um Will do. Big audience. Okay. And good luck as you push towards 11 million. Yep, absolutely. Here we come. Thank you.